0: Hi, I'm Kristen McGlory, lifelong genius hunter. For almost a decade, I've been unearthing the recipes that have changed the way we cook. On the Genius Recipe Tapes, we're sharing the -the behind-the-scenes moments from talking with the geniuses themselves that we couldn't quite squeeze into the column or video. The extra genius tricks, the off-road riffs, and the personal stories that actually have nothing to do with the recipe that week. My guest this week is Sola El-Whaley, associate food editor at Bon Appetit. We talked about ice cream floats, the scoop shop Sola's parents ran, and the very ambitious restaurant that she launched with her husband, and her Genius Ranch Fun Dip, a nutty, herby spice blend that's reminded me and my one-year-old just how fun eating vegetables can be. Hi, Sola. Hi, Kristen. (laughs) It's so good to see you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for joining. So... First off, I would just really like to hear from you what the story is behind this recipe and this genius idea.
1: Well, um, I actually developed it at the end of uh, last year in the winter for a road trip package. So it it went along with um, these other trail mix that I did. The idea was it's something really easy to pack in your car for a road trip. No one's really road tripping right now, but it's still a really great snack to take to your desk. You know, when you're, when you're walking through your apartment, you know, maybe put some fun dip in your pocket, feel like you're going on a long journey. Um, but like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but whenever I've like gone on road trips, I end up just eating like junk food, stuff from gas stations, lots of fast food. So I wanted like a really easy way to get some vegetables in there. Um, and the great thing about fundip is it has a lot of flavor, but it's totally like room temperature stable, you know, shelf stable. So. You can keep it in your car for however. Um, and then if you pack your veggies in a jar with a little bit of water, they'll stay nice and crisp too. So yeah, the idea was just to get like a healthy snack in there well, in between potato chips.
0: It That's so amazing because I hadn't even thought about the travel aspects of it because obviously, you know, I have not been traveling lately and mm-hmm. I have just been enjoying it as a just fast work from home lunch. I feel like I end up for these work from home lunches. I'm just trying to do something that's really fast, like eggs or doing something with a can of beans. And Mm -hmm. then I always forget to have vegetables. And Mm -hmm. I am always kind of like, you know, in the last moment, like, okay, maybe there's no vegetables. But with this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fine, whatever. But with this, I feel like I have been eating a lot more vegetables because oh, there is yeah. something that's
1: the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love dipping stuff into dry powders. There's a little dry seasoning in South Asian cuisine called podi. Also some people call it gunpowder spice, but it's really similar. That's kind of was the base inspiration for it. And um it's traditionally got Toasted lentils and sesame chili, some spices. Um, and so I grew up eating that, like you dip your warm idlies in that. So it's like the same kind of vibe, but with different flavors. So it brings me a lot of nostalgia, both from the fun dip angle and from like the idli podi angle. And I'm glad that it's something like a lot of people seem to relate to.
2: Yeah,
0: definitely. So, which, which would you say came first in that thought process since there were a lot of good reasons for this? I'm just curious kind of about the development process in general, both like what came first in the idea and then also perfecting the recipe.
1: Well, my first thought was, was try and figure out a way to get vegetables to fit into your road trip. Um, And then after that, um, I just thought about the Idli Posi. It's like one of those things that I use almost every day. So it just felt like a natural evolution, but I wanted it to be more mild. So it's good for kids, um, which is why I went with like ranch flavors. So I feel like it's like really accessible, the dill and the garlic and the nutritional yeast. It's like, it's got some savoriness, but it's really um, light and kind of fresh. And I think that a lot of palates will like it, which is tough when you're on a road trip with a family, you know. Wow.
0: Another angle I had not thought about.
1: (laughs) So many angles.
0: (laughs) You've thought of everything.
1: But you don't need a road trip anymore, you know, just for me, like the most exciting thing that we do is walk the dogs and sit at the park so this is a really easy like it's a, it's not even like a full formal picnic but you can just sit on a bench and snack on these and it's like clean and easy but the main thing that actually i needed to test a few times was how fine or coarse to leave the dip if you leave it too chunky it doesn't really stick to stuff but then if you take it too far the whole thing just gets like kind of clumpy almost nut buttery bites in there which also doesn't stick very well so the main thing is getting it to the texture of wet sand we're stopping just short of it becoming totally fine it's there's still like a a little coarseness to it, but we don't want any big chunks with this version that I'm going to do with the dried shrimp. I'm actually going to blitz the shrimp separately because a lot of times when you blitz together like two things that are two really different textures, nothing really evenly blends. but it wasn't this wasn't like a one of, a really really tough one to develop. The hardest part was coming up with the idea of what's a good way to like. Create a road trip snack that's got vegetables in it that'll hold um, and be shelf stable. But once, once that we come, came up with the concept, the actual development wasn't too hard.
0: And how would you define ranch flavor that you were going for with this?
1: I feel like ranch, I always think of dill and onion. Those are like the main things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then garlic as like a back note. Um, when I'm making like a ranch dressing, I always have chives in there as well. And like parsley, but I wanted to keep it simple, uh, with just one dried herb. So that's why I just stuck with the dill. Cause that's, I feel like that's the most prominent, but if you happen to have other dried, like if you happen to have some dried parsley or dried, um, I don't know, do they sell dried chives? I don't even know. I've never used it before. They do. I think
0: so. And they look kind of funny like they're, cause they're not in a powder, if I'm remembering correctly, they're like actually minced like chives and they just come out these little... Well,
1: I mean, if you've got those, throw them in there too. I'm sure it'd be great. But yeah, I wanted to keep it simple. So just went with the one dried herb.
0: Are there any other things that you would do with this besides dip vegetables in it? You know, using it as an ingredient in other things you're cooking, sprinkling it over other things?
1: Yeah. I mean, I really think it'd be great on a ton of different things like roast some potatoes and sprinkle it with this. I don't know. Right now it's spring. There's artichokes, and you know how you like to you, you rip off the artichoke and dip it in butter. Like I think it'd be great to dip it into this, or maybe dip it into butter and then dip it into this. Why the hell not? Mm-hmm. Um, a great like tasty crouton. Like toast up some bread, like torn bread, and then toss it in this, and then you got like a nutty ranchy crouton thing. Um, but yeah, I don't think you. And and you had a great idea that you mentioned. You turned it into a dressing. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: <laughs> thank you for calling it a great idea. I basically just made it back into its original form, sort of. But what I did was, um, I, I've been thinking a lot about um, using heavy cream in dressings lately, because I feel like I've had a lot of heavy cream left over. And I've just been thinking about how cream uh, is thickened by citrus. I've been playing around with making dressings that are just a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of heavy cream, no oil necessarily, and then some of this. And so it's a very kind of aggressive tasting ranch.
1: I've never tried a dressing with cream, but it's a really good idea because I always, you get cream for desserts and there's always leftover. Mm -hmm. Need more uses for cream. Yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, thanks.
0: Um, Yeah, and it doesn't take much to dress a salad. Like you don't drown Mm -hmm. a salad, or at least I don't want to drown a salad in like really heavy, creamy dressings, so...
1: Well, and in a weird way, I feel like cream Mm -hmm. is a little lighter than oil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we associate cream
0: with heaviness because we're comparing it to milk. But if we compare it to oil, it's lighter.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be busy making that um, cream-based dressing.
0: (laughs) 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 I can see how at your restaurant, your, your whole ice cream shop concept just got bigger and bigger and bigger. This is the Genius Recipe Tapes. Are there other flavors that you have or would want to do with this besides the the two that you've already mentioned?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can really do take, this is just like a, a base like technique formula and you can kind of do whatever you want with it. Um, you could go sweet and you know how, um, after school, a really fun snack is peanut butter and apples. So you could do like peanuts, brown sugar, cinnamon, keep it kind of sweet. So it's like a really fun way to have peanut butter and apples, like dip some apples into that. Um, and today I'm actually going to, I want to go like a more savory route. So I'm going to use cashews and instead of dill, I've got some dried shrimp mm. to like blitz in there. Cause I wanted to kind of have a little bit of that funky fishy thing. I was craving um, satay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping it kind of tastes like that. I haven't tried it. We're going to try it together for the first time. So we'll <laughs> see how it comes out.
0: I love that. So you can just sort of think of a flavor that you're craving and take those spices and seasonings, and just and and turn those into a fun dip.
1: Yeah, totally. Just just have fun with it. Go through your pantry, see what like nuts, seeds, whatever you've got. That's your base, and then season it up however you like.
0: Like like who knew that fun dip, which is not so dimensional. I mean, it's it's like, <laughs> and we haven't really defined it. Sugar into sugar. A yeah, <laughs> with sugar dip. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we haven't really defined that for anybody who's not familiar with fun dip. What, how would you describe hmm. it?
1: Oh man. Okay. I loved, I loved fun dip as a kid. Um, it was like, uh, I had to make sure no one, no parents were around cause it was like contraband. Um, and it's just, uh, if you haven't had it before, it's just a stick made out of pure sugar that you dip into a bag of powdered sugar. And it's just terrible. It's probably the worst thing for a child to have, but <laughs> It was so fun because because of the licking and the dipping and then you eat your stick too. So that's why this is like the same vibe. The utensil is also something you eat. Yeah.
0: And taking that principle of the fun, a fun dip of, of being able to eat your utensil, this has actually like, this is how we just taught our one-year-old daughter how to dip. And she, and also it got her. um, So now she's dipping in lots of things. Like I, some chia seeds and threw those on her tray and she was dipping things in just anything that'll stick and yeah it's gotten her eating a lot of like raw beets and stuff which is just amazing.
1: yeah because it's an activity too so you kind of want to do it Mm -hmm. yeah
0: did you see the um the link that i sent you late last night about fundip
1: no i just i just saw that email today i didn't look at it yet (laughs)
0: um i was just kind of doing some digging around yesterday to find out more about fundip itself And it turns out that it was originally sold just as the powder, which was called like lick or lick or something. I'm not sure it was one of those, like it has dots in the middle of the name. And then in somewhere around 1973, they added the sticks, the lick sticks And then also later they sold the sticks themselves. So every single component of them was sold separately. And like the the link I sent you was um, just like the evolution of the packaging, which actually um, reminds me a little bit of the, The like vintage things that you have behind you.
1: Oh yeah, I have a thing for vintage things. I don't want to go back into that time, but I really like the stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to bring the stuff to myself now. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know they sold just the sticks. I think it may
0: have been (laughs) short-lived. They were they called them yummy mummies, and they were sort of they had like a mummy theme. I it was just like a blip in the eighties, I think. Oh. Maybe because the true um, genius of fun dip is the The two together.
1: Yeah. They need to be together. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think I remember as a kid, I don't really remember finishing the stick, but I remember finishing the powder. It was all about that dip. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also wanted to ask you, you sort of already brought up um, your parents, not being (laughs) okay with a lot of fun dip, but, yeah. As as someone who grew up with parents working in your parents' ice cream shop, did, mm-hmm. like, what was your relationship with sweet things like? Was it was it kind of just you know sweets were not really a big deal because you were around them all the time, or, um, what 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 was that like for you?
1: Well, it was actually pretty interesting because you would think that growing up in an ice cream shop means you ate a lot of ice cream, but I was when I was a child I was allergic to dairy, so I didn't. I had the occasional sorbet. But I was like, I would just stick my head in the freezer and smell everything because I couldn't eat it. And then as soon as I got older, my allergies changed and most of them went away. And now I constantly have at least two pints of ice cream in the freezer at all times. Like, Ice cream has become my favorite food. And I think it's because I was around so much of it, but I couldn't eat it. I couldn't enjoy it. So now I have a sugar problem, I think, because I was (laughs) deprived.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's so... That's so interesting. Maybe if you had been able to eat it, it would have just not really been that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. But I like built up in my mind, all the magical things that ice cream is. So I'm obsessed with it. One of my favorite foods.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you, you did a lot of pastry and and ice cream at your restaurant, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I really, I had all these goals for the restaurant that didn't happen, but I really wanted it to have like a old school soda shop vibe. We tried to train to figure out how to throw a ball of ice cream in the air and catch it in a cup. Never got that far. like it, it, it's so much harder than it looks, but we we did focus a lot on ice cream and like old school soda jerk stuff, so we made um, lots of floats and freezes, which is something that you don't see a lot, and it's when you blend the soda and ice cream together, not just pop it in there. a whole other drinking eating experience. We did lots of big Sundays. Um, made our own like sprinkles and all of the toppings that go on top of it. So that was really fun, but it was an incredible amount of work. We did not have the resources to maintain it because we were making our own sodas too, which was a terrible idea. Like if I did it again, I would buy everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds wise, but a little bit sad because what you're describing sounds um, like Wonka, like with how physical it was.
1: Very inspired by Wonka. But yeah, we made our um we made our own root beer, which was really delicious, but we made it from foraged wild barks and roots. And then that just financially does not make sense. <laughs> no one wants to spend fifteen dollars on a Coke.
0: And you were not foraging them, I hope.
1: <laughs> no, we had a we had a root and bark guy. <laughs> yeah, we like net. The problem was it was just my husband and myself. So there was no voice of reason being like, you need to relax. (laughs) 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 The money was changing like every day just because we felt like it. But you need need a partner there who's logical. You should not pipe each sprinkle individually.
0: (laughs) Maybe for the sake of the sprinkles and the customers and the business. But now as a recipe developer and as someone who is showing people what they can do at home you like the fact that you have all of those experiences to draw from is just like it just makes your recipes and your stories so good oh thank you um wow I can you just describe because ice cream floats are probably my favorite food really Um, but I've never yeah but I've never had a freeze a like does it not like do you have to worry about it exploding as you're blending it no, I and mean B, what does it look like?
1: Oh, ah, okay, okay. So when you, it's just, the, it's soda, syrup, and then ice cream in a blender. And when you initially combine it, it does kind of poof. But once you blend it, a lot of those air bubbles um, get knocked down. So you end up with something that's like a, a fizzy milkshake. Um, what I really like about it is it's a great way to enjoy sherbets and sorbets. So one of my favorite freezes is actually rainbow sherbet with Sprite and a splash of vanilla syrup. And it got, it's got it got like really kind of cool creamsicle vibes. It's really refreshing, but kind of feels like a milkshake. It's I, I think it's like the ultimate summer beverage. And we would put some booze in it for the adults. <laughs> what <can> I do? <laughs> that I would go with gin, for sure. Yeah, but you know, okay. it depends. A little bourbon's nice in there. Um, little mezcal if you want to go smoky with the citrus. Whoa, yeah, there's a lot of good <laughs> options there. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm very curious what you would think of my favorite childhood float, which I probably had at, I, I developed at, um, scoop shop, similar to your parents. I would say my very favorite soda was Sprite and my favorite ice cream was cookies and cream. So,
1: whoa, <laughs> that's interesting.
0: I stand by it, <laughs> but it is like, like you said about creamsicle, um, you know, something about the the sweet lemon limey. Like kind of sting in your throat from that, from from a soda like that, and then the creaminess of the ice cream, and then the cookies were a little bit bitter um, from the chocolate. So for, for me, it's still probably one of my favorite.
1: Your float actually sounds like very sophisticated. Yeah, because you got the creamsicle with the cream and the soda, and then the bitter chocolate. That's like I feel like that's a really that could be a fancy plated dessert. i don't think it's that weird i'm gonna have to try it
0: thank you well i would i would really love to see your like fancy plated dessert version of it too i'm sure (laughs) i would love it
1: that's what i'm gonna do for the rest of today i guess (laughs) (laughs) let's go get the ice cream machine
0: thanks for listening our show was put together by coral lee gabriella mangino Alik Barsoomian, and me, Kristen McGlory. You can find all the Genius Recipes, videos, and stories on our site, food52.com. And if you have a Genius Recipe that you'd like to share, please email it to me at geniusfood 52com I am always hunting. If you like the Genius Recipe tapes,
1: be sure to rate and review us. It really helps. See you next time.